Jones. Welcome back to Trending in Education. Brandon Jones, Mike Palmer, and myself, Dan Strafford, along with you on this Tuesday morning. And today we talk about homework and whether or not it is something that should be given to elementary school, middle school, and even high schoolers as they move through their school time. First and foremost, always like to check in. Mike, how are you doing this week? I'm, uh, I'm doing great. I had a nice week off, uh, you know, little uh, daddy baby fun time. Uh, so that was cool. And uh, fortunately, at three months, uh, as far as I, tell, I, I can tell, there's no requirement to be doing homework just yet. Uh, so uh, we were just having uh, unstructured playtime all the time. So, uh, so that was fun. Brandon, how about yourself? I'm good. I I, uh, I did my homework for this episode, and now I'm feeling like I shouldn't have. I feel like I have been bamboozled, been led astray, hoodwinked um, and bamboozled. But yeah, but I I'm doing fine. My instrument is back to near work, near 100% working capacity. So um, dulcet as ever. Thank you. Thanks, Mike. Yeah. Uh, so I'm doing well. Uh, and what we'll talk about today is a recent article on Salon.com. Uh, discussing whether or not homework should be banned for elementary school students. Uh, as of right now, uh, the NEA, the National uh, Education Association, and uh, the uh, PTA, the National PTA, both subscribe and uh, believe that 10 minutes per year is what a student should be getting. So in short, Mike, it's saying for a first grader, 10 minutes, second grader, you multiply from there. So second grader would have 20 minutes of homework, 30 minutes, and so on. But this article dives into maybe there's no actual correlation between homework and learning something homework and getting better at a specific subject it's a big one it's a big one for us to dive into where, where do you want to kick this off uh the main thing that i got out of the article which i thought was a really nice uh nice read from uh heather shoemaker so uh good job by heather i think to to summarize a uh, bunch of different uh sources there there's some other uh, research that she cites within the article um it talks a lot about how the early years of your education are uh, formative on a number of levels. One level in particular is how you feel about learning and how you feel about studying uh, and how you feel about uh, your parents and their role. Uh, you know, we've talked a lot about how education isn't just the, the role of the child and uh, the teacher, it's also the role of the parents. Um, I thought there were some really interesting takes uh, from that perspective where like if you give a kid too young, uh, too much homework, that um, it can actually turn learning into a chore. And, uh, and I think that's something that we've talked a lot about on a number of shows is like, you know, learning should be fun. Learning should be something that uh, folks are intrinsically motivated to do and not, you know, pestered and nagged to do. And um that was definitely, you know, thematically something I thought was really interesting in here. Um, so, so yeah, that was probably my, my primary uh, read. I liked the, uh, the, the turn of phrase, chief nag. <laughs> right. Yeah. Just to build on what you're saying, like the, because uh, I, I took that same, that point from the article too, that the parental child relationship, like one of the main axes around which it turns is homework. Mm -hmm. Like, are you doing your homework? And the answer, um, the only answer really is no. Right, right, <laughs> right? Like right. Um, there aren't people who are, are working too hard. I'm sure there are as a non-zero number, but there aren't that many people working that, working that hard to get their kids to stop doing too much homework. So it's always about, have you done your homework? Right. No. And then you get into your role of chief nag right. or homework patrol officer, I think is <laughs> the, uh, the other thing that people were saying. Um, yeah, that, that, does, that is relationship defining. 
and you know the the promise of a homework free or less burdened by homework future would be one where that void gets filled by something that's more constructive. Mm-hmm. I think that is a conceit though that that I should note. It's possible that if there weren't homework, it, that void would not be filled by you know rainbows and butterflies, yeah. but by something else to nag around. Sure. <laughs> did you eat, did you eat your beans? Right. Or, right. You know whatever. Right. Have you washed the dishes yet? Right. Yeah. You know, like if with all this time that you're not doing homework, you could be put to work. <laughs> um, have you done that? No. You're home. There's work to be done. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. So. You know, I, there's a there's a couple of interesting articles I think for us to talk about here. A point that I'll just throw out there. We can we can move on from it if we don't want to talk about it now. Is it, one of the things that strikes me is that like not much works, right? You know, like homework doesn't work. Yeah. But like you know, we're, we're not getting the kind of educational outcomes for our children that we want to stay competitive in the world. Sure. We're not getting the kind of pre-professional outcomes that we want for our children to find success through um, many, you know, for many students through college into the workplace. Mm-hmm. Um, so sure, maybe homework isn't helping and maybe, you know, by the absence of it helping, that's presence of it, of it should go away. Right. Um, but there's not a lot that does seem to work. It'd be great if there was a, a proposed different system that would deliver us better outcomes. Mm-hmm. I, I don't, I don't see that here. So it's, it's more cynical than I, than I am and than I tend to be, but uh, that that's one of my one of my sort of takes coming out of it. Yeah, that's interesting because the the one thing that I saw getting some positive play in the article, and I, I'm a believer in this, is the power of unstructured play. Yeah. Uh, so the idea is like you only have so much time available to do anything, and then if a chunk of that time is allocated to something like homework, um, that that's in in some ways impinging on the limited amount of time you have to be um, playing. Uh, and then I think the idea that the dynamics of a parent supporting their child's learning uh, is really what I, I saw as, as being sort of the thrust of the article, like rather than framing that as, you know, the teacher assigns homework and it's your job as a parent to sort of make sure your kid's keeping up. In some ways that leads to helicopter parenting and that leads to like, you know, bulldozer or snowplow parenting, by the way, Dan. Oh, yeah. Yes. Your yep. credit snowplow was was probably cited more so than bulldozer. Uh, so good job by you. But um, but I do think it, it like it sort of sets the foundation early where like there's these external expectations that are put on you and your kid. To be a good parent, you have to make sure that your kid's doing these things. And um, not a lot of attention is paid to like continue to read to your kid and it's better to be reading to your child than to make sure your child's doing the second grade homework that was assigned to her or, you know what I mean? Like, right. I, I hear that this again, I'm, I, I'm not as cynical as it's going to sound, but um, we've got a, a parenting problem right. that I don't think is going to be solved by the removal of homework from the system. So, sure. you know, the, the second grade teacher assigning homework to your second grader means that the ostensibly developmentally appropriate work that she should be doing, your child should be doing, someone else is, t- is filling that need to give her some work to do, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think schools are not a great, the, the K-12 school system itself is not a great construct for many children's learning needs. And yet we don't say you shouldn't go to school because that would put school, children back in homes. And most parents, I mean, there's, there's a, a healthy and vibrant homeschooling community, but most parents wouldn't be great teachers for their children. Right. And so, um, you know, if there was a, 
and maybe there could be a business around this actually, but if there was a line of, um, you know, uh, parentally involved, but unstructured playtime, uh, like activities yep. that, uh, could replace that, that was easy for a parent was cheap and easy for a parent to sort of plug into her home. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that would be more interesting because putting more on our parents, I, I'm, I'm not sure they're up for the challenge either. Right, well, right, right. And then it's a question of whether the, the homework versus the absence of homework is better. Like if, if assuming you replace homework with a more positive engagement with right. your parent, obviously that's better. But if you remove the homework and the kids just left unstructured right. to their own devices, is that and it's often to their own devices, even for like third or fourth graders. <laughs> I see what yeah. you saw yeah, do there. Sure did. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well done. As as multiple different things for me, I I think it's a struggle to assume everyone's home life would be one hundred percent improved by no homework, right? To your both your point that what replaces homework would be a giant question mark for single parent homes for for students who are in foster whatever the the other areas are so this does have somewhat of a positive spin on all of that and i think that is something to consider and something to consider that we talk about the the whole student the teachers teaching the whole student maybe homework fills a little bit of the gap in some of these places where kids aren't getting this at home whether they have homework or not i do find I have a third grader, I have a kindergartner, and I have uh, a 20-month-old, 20-month-old not doing homework quite yet. Kindergartner's getting it sporadically. The third grader gets it every night. So she comes home with homework, and we do have that fight. Did you do your homework? No. Why not? I don't want to do it. Okay, but you have to. And that becomes sort of that constant push and pull. Uh, So it is an article that I, I agree with to a large degree that I'd like to see less specific work they have to do and more play and more ability to to have there'd have to be some structure there to just sort of have that open netting of more free time, I I think would be even more stressful for me than trying to help her with her homework as it is. I did find it interesting in this article too, that the expert cited, and I shared this with you uh, beforehand, uh, had said in a 2016 time article that there was a certain amount of homework for second graders or for elementary school uh, kids who, which, which was good. And now in this article, he's saying flat out homework should be banned for elementary school students. But it's based off the same research he did from 1987 to, to 2003. So different conclusions being drawn by uh, this Duke professor who's being cited as the sort of homework guru or homework expert herein. But times have changed, maybe. Uh, society has changed a little bit. And he's changed his tune and said that he no longer believes. Do you, do you think, Brandon, that it's a, a change of heart or simply somebody being caught three years later having a different viewpoint than they may have had uh, previously. I don't know, but it adds some nice intrigue to this whole conversation. I really, that might be my favorite part of all this is that the same dude, same guy. Harris Cooper? Harris Cooper, Mm -hmm. Agent Cooper, is um, citing the same research, Mm -hmm. which in this 2016 Time article, it was citing a weak correlation between homework and performance for young children stronger correlation for high school age students. But despite this, weak, this, weak, this weaker correlation, why it's probably a positive correlation, I would have said, presumably would have said negative correlation, Yep. Um, that uh, there, he still was at that time recommending not no homework. So they shouldn't be doing two hours, but they shouldn't be doing none, talking about second graders. Yep. Um, and then he comes out and this, citing the same, I guess he wasn't citing the second, the, the, the Salon article that we were talking about originally, it was the citation of this 2006 uh, research, 
by Harris Cooper that's advocating for, uh, for no, um, no homework. I guess he is quoted, actually. He is quoted saying, we should stop having kids do homework. It's, it's a role. Uh, it's a real nettlesome. Like the, the fact that the same piece of, uh, of research is being cited on both sides. I guess, you know, you are a product of the specific moment that you're in and the moment has changed in the past three years, I guess. Right. Um, far be it for me to say that people can't change their opinions or their, their points of view. Um, but it would make me feel better. Like just in my like semi-scientific way of, of, uh, prosecuting my life that if that were based on some new research. Right. Right. Do you find my, are you, are you troubled by this the way that I'm troubled by this? Uh, no. Uh, okay. <laughs> but, uh, but I, I, I empathize with, with your, uh, your trouble. Uh, and, uh, I, I think, you know, like it, it's like what we've talked about many times on the show. It's probably more complicated than, uh, than one way or the other. So like, they're probably, and it's also, you know, depends on the individual, I would think. So, like, the idea of having optional homework for kids who want right. to do stuff, I think, makes sense. And the idea of having um, other activities that are less tied to your lesson plans that are in school that are still uh, conducive to learning. Uh, so, whether that's reading with your child or asking your child, what did they learn about today? Just to have a conversation about what they learned. You know, what did you enjoy at school today? Just so you're almost modeling um, positive frames uh, around educational and learning experiences. I think that's what I'm gleaning out of this, regardless of the, the take, you know, so probably don't give more homework than is currently being given. You know, right. I, I think we can, <laughs> like, so let's find some one thing that is, that seems relatively true yeah uh, although you never know maybe there's a new form of homework that hasn't been invented right because that's the other thing that they don't talk about in here is like what if it's just that the homework that these kids are being given is is just bad right like, they talk about that a little bit in the 2016 time article is that like there may be more attention to be paid to the quality and diversity of that homework that's assigned so right. it's not um you know it's not the 10 minute rule the 10 minute rule which i didn't know as a rule of thumb is like 10 minutes per grade mm -hmm. per subject mm -hmm. 10 minutes per grade, per yes. grade, per, per grade. grade, all in, all in. Yeah. Uh, so um, 10 minutes per grade, all in. So uh, how does kindergarten work? Kindergarten is you uh, get a free pass. <laughs> zeroth grade. Yeah. So yeah just, just, just hang out. Yeah, yeah. Just chill. Yeah. You're, you're kindergarten. <laughs> um, so uh, it's not just that rule that we should be questioning. It's also what fills that space and how quality it is. But I, I want can I, I want to press you on this. Please. Mike, <laughs> you are not, I'm going to, I'm just going to ask you the same question again. You can so summarily dismiss it, but it's not the, the fact that we're having this conversation about homework or the fact that homework should be maybe going away that is troubling to me. Yeah. What's troubling to me is the same research is cited for both sides of the argument. Right. Right. I, I find that to be troubling. I don't know. I mean, it, again, like I, you know, I like to, I like to say zeitgeisty. I like to cite Thomas Kuhn and uh, the structure of scientific revolutions. You know, it may just be that there was a paradigm shift, you know, the same evidence uh, in, it can be uh, interpreted differently depending on your underlying models, you know? So I think you're a Harris Cooper apologist. I think that's, <laughs> well, you know, Harris, uh, you know, hit us up if you want to, if you want to engage in this conversation, We'd love to have Harris Cooper on the show because uh, he is getting pickup. I guess I guess it's a hot enough topic that regardless of which side you land on, P 
people will talk about it. Right. That is like, that's actually a great play for if you can only, if you can do one sides. piece of research <laughs> that then both sides will draw. You point like, counterpoint you, yourself. You double, you, du- you double your audience. Yeah. I, but I think your point, uh, and I'm just going to try to move <laughs> off this other thing, but I, but I think your point about how much um, time should be dedicated in, in the aggregate to like learning activities outside of class, depending on your age. And then how much of that time should be homework? Right. Uh, I think it's an interesting question. Cause like, is it, is it, there probably are activities that might be more advantageous than homework that could sort of fulfill that same amount of time. So like if you, let's say you're in the third grade, you got half an hour worth of homework. That's three, that's three times, three times the 10, 10 Yeah, I did that on yep. the fly. It's good. Yeah, yeah. But then if, if in that 30 minutes instead, you know, you could um, do something more, um, you know, have your parent read, read something, maybe a level or two beyond their grade level, for example, or you figure out whatever their reading level is and you get, you know, scaffold them through something a little higher level could be more advantageous. And like, I, that's an area of research that I, I would actually be curious to find is like, are there alternative activities? Granted, it requires a parent to be available and to be able to deliver that intervention. But I think that's something that parents um, would be hungry for. Uh, and even if you can't do it all the time, if there are like replacements to the totally sort of the core curriculum activity, just so that you at least have, um, some creativity and some flexibility. Cause like, that's something we keep coming back to is like future of work. It's much more about creativity. It's much more about flexibility. And then I think lots of times homework is almost like, you know, drill and practice, drill, drill, drill. Like we, we didn't have enough time to drill you enough. So drill some more from home. Mm-hmm. I think that, that sort of pedagogical philosophy um, is probably approaching its expiry date. You know, like I think we're actually starting. That was that was a fun string of words. I enjoyed that. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I don't know. Are you are, are you still going to press me on this? Or, or, or no, you, you want to leave it. Although I I, uh, I mean, I'll take one more one more different pass. Not at, not at whether or not you're troubled. Um, the, I think there is there is an interesting point just about his research. Whichever side he comes down on, uh, the same piece of research is the correlation causation consideration. Right. Mm-hmm. Right, because the, the at least in what I read, um, and I haven't read the original piece of research, but um, it, you know, it, it talks about a correlation, it, and it doesn't uh, go so far to say that this is causal. So it could be that high achievers yep. do more homework, and not that do doing more homework yep. makes for a high achiever, even if achievement and homework are co- positively correlated. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I I think that's interesting too. If you think about um, if your child is a high achiever, might she actually benefit from some structured, even sort of a legacy style drill kind of work because of some knock-on benefit that she gets from that yep. versus if your child is, is an underachiever, might she need something different to get her achievement level up? Because I, I think that, you know, a, a person's performance, a child's performance on a performance spectrum is not fixed in time right? I'm an absolute believer in growth mindset. And so um, what are the things that you can do for your child, depending on her specific needs? Mm -hmm. Um, And, uh, or that, that a school or a system learning system could do for a child based on her specific needs. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's interesting. That is interesting too, because then, um, you know, the, the idea that the high achiever might be good at drilling and practicing, but then the other child might be a high achiever who's, ability to achieve isn't really measured based on the type of 
uh, work that they've been given to. Mm -hmm. So that's where like, it does feel like there's a somewhat um, narrow one size fits all approach to designing the curricula and the homework for the kids that um, I think helps the kids who succeed in that, that, that structure Mm -hmm. succeed. But I, but I think the, the idea that excites me is that there are kids who could really thrive and flourish in different ways if they weren't um, forced to kind of conform to this approach, you know, plus, I mean, uh, I'm concerned that dogs will have less to eat if, uh, if homework goes away. So I, so I definitely wanted to, I, you know, before, before we wrap the show, yeah, I no, wanted, no one has talked about that. So good. I, I had to put it out. There. No one has talked about the impending nationwide dog what? famine. Right. Yeah. Right. Someone oh my think of the know, dogs. It's a whole other show. Yeah. Won't someone think of the dogs? I, I want to ask one devil's advocate question that we discussed, uh, previously a, a colleague and, and myself around, what if students are learning the structure of homework early on in first, second, and third grade, and thus getting the benefit when they're in sixth, seventh, eighth, or even high school to have known how homework works, and thus it's easier for them to continue getting more and more of it as they go on, rather than what some of this research is saying, that it should start in sixth, seventh, eighth grade. Mike, do you feel like there is a problem there, or at least a, a, a thought process that needs to be gone through to ensure that the bridge to when the homework matters, quote unquote, uh, they have some understanding of how it works and why they're doing it. I, I mean, I don't know, but I, I would say, you know, there's probably, it, it reminds me of uh, the, the grit research that, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Angela Duckworth has done uh, around, uh, you know, the importance of effort, very similar to the, the growth mindset idea. So like at an early age, encouraging your, your kids to, really power through things that may not be enjoyable yep. um, is probably useful. I'm, I'm just not sure developmentally uh, whether, whether that actually is, is in fact the case, you know, with a six, seven, eight year old. Like, I don't know if you, I don't know when you develop um, those cognitive skills. Um, but I imagine to Brandon's point, there are some kids who have that, uh, that level of focus at an early age and like being able to provide them with, enough of an opportunity to kind of like flex those muscles and be challenged early. They're not actually muscles, but work with me. Uh, I think that's like, a, um, I think that's a real thing. So, uh, so I don't know if I answered your question, but, uh, but that was my thought. Yeah. But, I think for me, it depends on when you ask Harris Cooper um, <laughs> to answer that question. I think that's really interesting. And I think that's, um, uh, it's not something I had thought of uh, is, you know, homework assigned, I'm just going to restate what you said, Dan, but homework assigned in first grade, the effects of that actually could be measured in sixth grade, mm-hmm. right? And sort of the system of homework having benefits paying off, even though that those benefits are not measurable for um, elementary school children, that that could, that could pay off later. I think L- that's- Longitudinally. Longitudinally, so to speak. Um, I think that is, I think that is interesting. And I, I think just in general, I would feel better about all of this if I felt like there were um, more practical and purposeful alternatives. And, right. and my, you, you talked about some of them. So it's, I don't, I, it's not like I can't imagine what they are. But, right, right. you know, um, imagine if a parent ideally or in the absence of a parent who can, um, you know, some other social, social system that would assess what use of a child's time is going to be best for her um, and then fill that time with 
that thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that would be great. And I, I think it's, it's probably, not only can we all agree that we shouldn't assign more homework, because that was the point of the pod where we that all was, agreed. That was, yeah. That was like, yeah. that was the zenith of, yeah. our, of our level of agreement. That was fun. Um, not only can we agree on that, I think we could probably agree that not all children's needs are the same. Yes. Right? And so like when an entire third grade class gives the same assignment to everyone, presumably there's a range of how well that particular assignment is meeting any one right. child's needs, yes. right? Yes. Or all the children's needs. So, um, you know, maybe we can uh, inspire folks to think about um, providing system solutions for mm. this mm-hmm. that allows, you know, imagine if you had you're doing math, you know, you did something in math in third grade and your homework either can be a problem set, you know, or can be um, some creative expression, right? Or, or something that isn't just that drill and kill, but you're, you're getting to select or be selected for you it's among like, a set of like options. Manipulatives. Maybe, right. Like, yeah. I, I, you know, we talked about uh, kinesthetic learners, yeah. like, even though that's not a thing. Uh, we keep saying it. It's, <laughs> it's fun to talk about. Um, you know, that there may, maybe there could be more diversity in the types of homework that's, that's assigned. Um, I think that could be a, an interesting outcome. Mm-hmm. A great topic that I'm sure we'll come back to again in the not too distant future, uh, homework and how it works in the classroom, how it works at home as well. Great stuff from Brandon and Mike as always. Find us over on Twitter at Trending and Ed, the same on Facebook, and it's trendinginteducation.com. As always, we want to hear from you, so let us know what you liked, share it with a friend, let us know what topics you want to hear about in the future. Thanks so much for listening to Trending in Education.